Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. All right. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast Show. I have with me today here, Mindy Jones. Hey. Yes. So excited to have you here. Mindy is a classmate of mine through BSSM, Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. And we've gotten to know each other because we're part of the same small group. So we have a revival group and then a small group. And it's been on my heart to actually ask her to come on as a guest because of the work that she does and the ministry work that she does. So she actually used to be in mental health. She was an outpatient counselor and coordinator at a behavioral health care center in Texas. And she was a chemical dependency counselor and she did intensive outpatient. Since then she actually is now the ministry lead and facilitator of the freedom prayer ministry. And the church is called grace community church in it's West in Katy, Texas. Did I say that right? You did. And it's part of the grace ministries, international network churches in Texas. She really has been a part of really developing this freedom and prayer ministry, which includes tools from the transformation prayer. Sozo, which means healed, saved and delivered as well as tools that she's really been developing from her own inner healing journey, which is why I want to have her on because she has such revelation. She has such a powerful testimony and a powerful story. I really believe that the listeners hearing this are going to receive freedom just by hearing her testimony. But then also at the end, we will be praying and really be able to bring the listeners into ministry at the end. As you are listening, just allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. And so we just welcome you, Holy Spirit, right now to the listeners, wherever you are at, we just pray for God's grace over your ears as you are listening and you are hearing what Mindy has to share and what she has to say, that what God has done before, he will do it again. And that's Revelations 19.10, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so that sense of peace that you're even experiencing right now, that's the Holy Spirit moving in you. It's not anything weird. That's God inside of you. And he's really just going to guide you and move you through freedom, even just listening to Mindy's voice. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So if you could, could you share some of the mental health struggles that you have had um, a little bit of your testimony and before the freedom part, and then we'll talk about how did God set you free? Sure. I have a sister. Now I have many more. It was originally just my sister and I, my parents got divorced when I was six. We didn't know much about mental health back then. And my parents were dealing with all of their own things. And it's really easy as children to get lost in the shuffle of everything going on. And that really just happened with us. And by the time I was, I guess, 12, I really started to have a lot of depression. Not sure about anxiety yet. It was predominantly depression. Mm-hmm. And when I was 13 years old, I tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And my parents didn't really know how to help me. One of the hardest things for me is that my dad was so upset that he couldn't even look at me. Mm-hmm. And, and I just remember that affecting me in such a powerful way. Obviously at that age, I just took it as he's mad at me, something's wrong with me. Now I know he didn't know how to deal with it because he was devastated. My dad married my stepmom 
when I was 14. And thankfully, she's such an amazing woman. And mm -hmm. she knew about counseling and she knew about mental health. And so she told my parents, she's like, she really needs to go to counseling. I went through counseling. I've been in and out of treatment centers. I struggled with drugs, again, depression, anxiety. I was baptized when I was nine. There's never been a time in my life that I didn't believe in Jesus, but I didn't know how to apply that. And so growing up, it was just, you know, business as usual. And by the time you're a teenager, you're reacting out of your childhood. So you're acting out things and you don't know why you're doing them. I didn't know why I had this inherent feeling when I was little that I was flawed. I always felt unclean and I don't know why. And I mean, I do know why now, but I didn't know for a long time. And so I was just living with woundings and things in my life. And after, I guess when I was 18 and legal, I probably started going more into the alcohol area and just really struggled with alcoholism. And by the time I was 22, I was at a club and I was on ecstasy mm -hmm. <laughs> and a guy came in and he made a beeline for me and he started prophesying to me and just telling me that the Lord brought him in there to speak into me. And I wish that I could say that I remembered everything that he said, but I couldn't because I was not in the right mind. But I remember it changed something in me. Wow. I never hung out with those friends again. I never used drugs again. I just started trying to find the Lord in any way that I could. And, and I wish I could say when I finally found him, recommitted my life, was baptized again at 22, but I wasn't willing to allow him into the deeper places in my heart. I remember doing the breaking free Bible study and by Beth Moore. And I loved all her teachings. I did so many of her Bible studies. And so I was doing her Bible study. And so I would watch the teachings, but when it started to get into the book where you're supposed to do the Bible study, I was like, God, I mean, you've already helped me from all of this. I'm already safe from all this. And so I'm good. I don't need to go back. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't let him there. I got married at 25. And as soon as you get married and you suddenly realize I have to be intimate, like <laughs> physically, but emotionally, I wasn't prepared for that. And my poor husband, he wasn't prepared for that. And mm -hmm. I could really say it's been an on and off struggle for the first 15 years of our marriage. I would gain little areas of healing. The Lord mm -hmm. led me through my first deliverance in 2009 on my own. He basically revealed to me there were places in my heart that I'd never forgiven myself for. And so he had wow. me for two days. I sat in my daughter's upstairs room and everything he brought to my mind, I want you to say, I forgive you for this. And so I literally had to speak out everything that I had been holding against myself. And I remember after about 48 hours, it was like, I could just feel something lifted. Would you mind sharing a couple of the things that you said, I forgive myself for, could you share a couple of those? Sure. I forgive myself for trying to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I forgive myself for having sex before marriage. I forgive myself for basically just offering myself to any person because I was trying to fulfill a need, a hole in my life. And the problem there is, again, you can look back and say, oh, well, you were doing that, but there's a part of you that you lost when you were doing those things. There was a lot wow. of shame. That was a great help. And then over the years, 2013, I discovered Sozo. Okay. 2011, sorry. 2011. Just quickly explain what that is. Yeah. Sozo is a ministry based out of Bethel Church in Redding, California. And it's an amazing deliverance and inner healing ministry that uses various tools that really help you get to the heart of what is blocking connection between you and any member of the Trinity, things that hold you back. So I just started learning. And then over the years, I would just 
anytime a friend needed help, family member, even my husband, we'd be in the middle of fighting and I'd be like, I think I just heard a lie. And God gave us grace to be able to do that. It's just been a powerful ministry that has brought so much freedom in my life. The Lord has really brought that into my life. It wasn't really until we started Bethel a little over a year ago that the most amount of transformation and freedom has come. And that's when I finally, finally allowed the Lord to unlock my heart and come in. Because we can say all day long, well, you can come in, but we can only allow him to come in a certain degree. And if we let him in fully, he's going to start exposing things that he wants to heal. And that's painful. So I feel like you're describing actually a lot of Christians, even you saying your story, like you were saved at nine and then recommitted at 22. And I don't want to speak for you, but I, I feel like there's many Christians who think we're good. We're fine. And we don't really know how to dive in to really truly give God everything. So maybe help share, how did you figure out I'm not giving God my whole heart and how do you move to that place? And how can you guide the listeners to do that? It actually really started to come to a head in 2020 during the COVID shutdown because we, for many of us, yeah, had all this amazing <laughs> time. And I just, for a past couple of years before that, leading up to that, I just felt like I'm not fully present. I'm not fully giving everything. Mm. And there's been times in my life when I literally had walled off and it would be like, I was looking through a window. Somebody was living my life. So would you say an example would be you're with your kids, they're doing activities and you're just going through the motions. Yes, absolutely. That's very common. Yeah. And not being able to be present in the moment and enjoy the feeling of their joy. There was one day I was looking into the Enneagram and that can lead you down different directions. Enneagram's personality test. I can put a link on it for a free test. It's awesome test. So that led me to some contemplative prayer. And so I was practicing that just to see. And of course, that's where you just got to sit and be quiet. And it's not very easy. But I suddenly had a memory when you're a kid and you go to those carnivals and if a wall you everyone gets up against and it's dark in the room and you get up and you make a shape and then there's a flash and then you back up and you can see your shadow on the wall. Mm-hmm. So they call them shadow walls. I was like, where did that memory come from? It, it blew me away. I, I couldn't remember before that. And so I Googled and I found, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, I remember that. So it just led me into looking at shadow sides of us. I personally wouldn't go down too far that way because you can go down as deep as you want to go. But something made me decide to watch some clips from the movie somewhere in time. Hmm. And, and that's with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour based in 1912. And so I'm watching this clip and she starts talking about the man of her dreams. She's basically, it's, forgive me for not recognizing you. I've never known this kind of love. I've missed it all my life. Mm -hmm. And I am bawling. And I asked the Lord, why am I having this reaction watching this when I have that kind of a love and I can't receive it from my husband and God. Mm -hmm. And it just really, at that point, I was just angry. It was like, why I can't feel love and I can't feel joy. Mm-hmm. And so I went on this journey and I did an emotion life map. You really want to stick to the first 20 years of your life and any memory that comes up that had a large emotion, you want to document it on this little timeline and you want to do 20, at least 20 items. And so out of 20, from the time that I was born until I was 20 years old, there was only two episodes of joy mm-hmm. that I could remember. 
And I don't even know that those were really joy. Would you and mind so, sharing one of the memories that was particularly difficult for you? Because I think some of your story actually is similar to some of the listeners. And sometimes we're too afraid to share it and speak it yeah. out. It was the day before Valentine's Day, fifth grade. My old stepmother tried to kill my father mm. with a gun. And because it was on safety, she ran and got a butcher knife. Somehow they ended up in my bedroom and they stepped all over the box and she was holding the blade wrong. And so blood got on the box. And the only way that I've ever been able to process that memory was that was the best Valentine box I'd mm -hmm. ever made. I never could process that my father could have died that night. We never talked about it. I'm not sure that I ever dealt with it. You know, it's not the kind of things that as a child or even a teenager, you know how to talk about in no. counseling. It wasn't until a few years ago that I realized whenever I think of that memory, I only could think of that box. Wow. And I was like, this isn't right. I need to work through this. I need to allow the Lord to come in and speak to that memory. And what lies did I pick up yeah. about myself, about my family, about God? He thankfully led me through that. And that's just one of them. And other ones is just certain little things. When people are mean to you on the playground, mm -hmm. stuff like that, yeah. it affects us yes. and we remember it right. and God cares about it. And he right. wants to heal even those memories. And he will, if we let him. I think what I've seen in some ministry and people who even do just healing prayer is sometimes we don't slow down to actually allow yourself to be seen. Yes. And in going back, God sees all those little moments. Yeah. Yes. The word of God is true. Yes. We can declare the word of God. Right. We can be healed, but we are made to be known. And so yeah. we need to allow ourselves to be seen and to feel the feelings, to allow ourselves to be that little girl or be that little boy to cry and say, I feel unloved. I feel unliked. Nobody wants to play with me. That's not stupid. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. We're not going to stay there. We're not going to stay camped in and live our life in that place. But right. that's why we go back to heal it so that we can move through to see what God says. But so talk about how did you get yourself yeah. to actually go to that place and, and what God has been doing for you in this last year and really how he's breaking you free. I read the book, Experiencing Father's Embrace um, in January last year, and it's by Jack Frost. He really put words to a lot of things that I'd been experiencing just throughout growing up and not knowing how to receive love and how we just continue to perpetuate that through life and the way that it makes us view God. And it really made me realize that I didn't trust God. I didn't trust him with my heart. I slowly started to allow him to go there. And so I would just, okay, if he brought up a memory, I started, some people call it meditating, some people call it soaking, whatever. I would just put on music, usually without words, because words can distract. And I would just allow my imagination to go into a memory or any place I felt the Lord taking me, even if it was uncomfortable. And I would ask him, tell me about this. Mm -hmm. And he began revealing my heart what I love about Psalm 139 is, you know, when David starts it is, oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me, you know, when I sit, when I rise, you know, all these things about me. And he spends the whole time talking about that. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, he says again, so search me, oh God, and know my heart and see if there are any anxious ways in me and lead me in the path of everlasting. He wasn't asking God to now search him and know him again. He was asking the Lord to reveal him to himself. As we allow the Lord to search our hearts, he will shine a light mm -hmm. on the things that we need 
to know. So I begin to allow him into that. And I came across a scripture in first Corinthians chapter eight, eight, one through three. And, but the last part of it is whoever knows God is known by God. Mm. And that word known is gnosko in the Greek, but it's the equivalent of yada in the Hebrew, which is the word used when it said, and Adam knew his wife Eve and they conceived Cain. And wow. so it's that intimate love. Wow. And as we come to know God, he begins to reveal us oh. to ourselves and he gives us little areas of freedom. And as he reveals more about ourselves, we begin to see who he made us to be. We begin to know him more because we are the image bearers of him. I heard an amazing thing earlier today. It's like we have a known self, one that we kind of, we know about ourselves, And then we have a persona self that we show people, but then we have an unknown self and that's who we really are. And when we begin to allow the Lord to come into every place, he begins to show us who we really are. Wow. And it's amazing that we realize, wow, I'm actually pretty cool. And we will come to that because God created us in such a special way that no one else on this earth can show that side of his face, but us. And so it's been a powerful journey that he's just allowed me to experience him in a way that I've never known before. And so we use certain elements of it in our freedom prayer. And it is just mind boggling to see people encounter God sometimes for the first time in their life because yeah. he meets them. Can you give me a specific example for yourself where you yeah. were not letting him in and mm -hmm. then how you let him in? And then yeah. what he showed you. Yes. One that is easy to hide from is words, words that people have said to us, words we've said to ourselves. And this is one that just comes to mind. The Lord brought me to a place I call it's a garden and it's where I can just sit with the Lord and I just see water and I'm just I was sitting on a bench and he came up to me and he pointed and I saw a girl that was my younger self, probably maybe mid teens. And she had black words written all over her. And when you got close, you saw it was all the word curses, all the things that she'd said about herself, all the things that others said about her. And of course she looked sad and the Lord showed me, this is you. And so he brought me to her and he wanted me to see her because normally I try to hide that. I don't want to think about that side of me because it hurts. And it's almost like I want to hide that from God because it's embarrassing. Yeah. And he's like, I want you to look at her and wow. tell her you love her. Mm -hmm. And as I began to do that, the letters began to melt off her body. Wow. And I watched as the letters went to the ground and they found their way to the river. And God wow. said, that's the river of life that wow. leads up to the throne. And he said, I want you to hug her. And as I hugged her, she disappeared. And that was God revealing you could not be completely whole in that regard because that part of you, you hid and you were ashamed of, and you needed to allow her back in because some people can think that, oh, well, that's made up or that's whatever. The truth is our brain does not know the difference. Yeah, it that's does. a good point. That's a very good point. There was a part of her that I didn't want to share with anyone. I didn't want people to know that none of us want people to know bad things that happened to us when we were little. Mm -hmm. We carry shame. We think when we're children, we don't know how to accommodate it or assimilate it in our brain. And right. so we just, just, we believe we're bad. If I was better, this wouldn't have happened to me. Right. And so. And those I, are lies. That's not God. 
And I have several of those moments where the Lord takes me to a, a piece of my, another part of my life, another period of time that he says, I want to heal her because mm -hmm. she 15 year old Mindy needs to know that she's accepted and she's loved. It's a beautiful representation of just who he really is as mm -hmm. redeemer and deliverer and healing. He seeks us out. And he truly is knocking at the door because he wants us to get back to first love. Mm. Because when we cannot be whole in our hearts, we cannot offer him first love. Mm -hmm. And what really started the journey after that moment, when I watched that somewhere in timepiece, when I was like, God, I don't understand. And I remember reading the scripture, you know, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind. And I said to God, how can I love you with my whole heart when it is not whole? And he literally said, I'm glad you asked. And led me on this journey for almost two years now wow. that has been just amazing. And it's just given me a heart for people mm -hmm. to know the love of the father because it has helped me to love. Yeah. It has changed my relationship with my husband. It's changed my relationship with my children. Aww. And it's just really helped me to understand when Paul was talking about do everything out of love, anything that we're doing in ministry, any spiritual gift we are doing, if we don't do it out of love, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's from the basis of our love. And when we love, not only do we want others to know the love of God, but we want God to get what he paid for which is our hearts. Yeah. Because he's worth it. So would you lead the listeners into prayer and some ministry time? Because you have a lot that God has done through you and a lot that the listeners can really be unlocked in their life and just getting into that true heart of not being hidden. Absolutely. So I just invite anyone who's listening to just, if they can grab a pen and paper if possible, or if not, just make a note in their phone, just sit with the Lord and just ask him, what lie am I believing about you as Father, as Jesus, or as Holy Spirit? And allow him to speak to you and don't question what you hear. Just write it down and then ask him where you picked up that lie and he will show you and ask him how he wants to deal with it. And so, Father God, I just ask you, Lord, to just come and just speak to each person that's listening, Lord. I ask Holy Spirit that you would breathe over each one of us breathe into all the crevices of our heart all the places lord that that we try to hide from ourselves and from you and from others and i ask that you would bring your refreshing light expose the things that you want that you want to heal because you love us and you don't want us to hold anything back from you we just thank you jesus it's because of you that we can do any of this in your name jesus we pray all of this and so I just invite each person that's listening to just really allow yourself to use your imagination and see yourself with the Lord somewhere. And it's okay if what he looks like, he will be what we need him to be because he loves us. Just imagine yourself as sitting on a bench and talking to him, whether it's as a child to a father, as a friend, and just allow the Lord to tell you everything that he wants to tell you because he loves you because you are worth it. We just thank you, Jesus. In your powerful name, we pray that. Amen. So good. As you were saying that, I was thinking about Romans 8, 15 and the Passion Translation, where it says that we are fully accepted. Yes. So I was just hearing that we are fully accepted, fully valued, that like you said before, we're made in the image of God. There's nothing that we need to 
do. That's right. We're enough just as we are right where mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. So thank you so much, Mindy, for sharing. Absolutely. And being on. Um, if the listeners would like to get a hold of you, how can they do that? They can send me an email at Mindy, M-I-N-D-Y-L-E-E dot Jones at gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. So I will actually put that in the show notes and okay. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the strong tower mental health podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.